Monday. I missed y'all. I missed all of you. Hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, all the good things. Uh, I took a week off last week just to take the week off. Um, but I'm back. Uh, shout outs. Let's do all the housekeeping stuff first and foremost. And uh, then we'll jump into episodes 13 and 14, Don't Overthink It and Love is Love. And I got to tell you guys, these episodes were it. Like, they were it. It was a good wrap-up to me. So first, uh, thanks for watching wherever you are. If you can hit that thumbs up, that would be great. Um, I'm probably going to do some changes. I haven't quite figured it out, but just know that uh, if you're watching on YouTube, that's the best way to watch it. Um, so Facebook, if you're on Facebook, head over to uh, YouTube and subscribe as well, just in case I switch it up. Uh, bottom of your screen shows where you can support the show. Uh, I would truly appreciate you supporting the show. If you're watching on YouTube, we have super chat and super stickers available and shout out to my Patreon subscribers as we grow and we get all the, just, you guys, we're just getting all the good tea. We're getting all the good tea and, and really good interviews. And I hope that if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're able to watch the Jojo interview. I do want to do a feedback on that because, uh, that whole thing going on between Angela, Debbie, and Jojo is just, it's a whole lot. Um, and so she only did an exclusive here with Melanated Way. So I want to talk about it with you guys. Maybe we'll talk about it on Friday, as well as the holidays are coming. You guys, so uh, Patreon people, if you are not in our group chat, I'm going to send out uh, invite. Save the date, December 10th. We're going to have our virtual holiday party. So uh, look forward to that as well. Um, and, you know, without you guys, the Patreon subscribers, C. Cruz, Dasha, uh, I think Christina is as well, Crystal, the Amandas, Elizabeth, Carly, Geek Girl, uh, all of you guys. Without you guys, Brianna, these shows wouldn't happen. So I truly appreciate you. I truly appreciate you guys being a part of my little community um, and supporting my shows. So thank you so much for, for that. Now let's get into it. So we're two episodes behind. So we're going to subscribe the two. We're going to subscribe the two. We're going to combine the two and talk about all of it at once. So we're going to start off with Alina and Steven. So uh, in episode 13, they were getting their affidavit together. Hey, Ray Delahaye. Their affidavit, the birth certificate, the foreign ministry stuff and heading over there uh, because, you know, they've waited to the last minute. And they have three weeks till their tourist visa expires. So they're heading on over to the marriage office uh, to make that appointment to get married. And they get there. And on the way there, Stephen is being like, I just find him so odd. Am I the only one that finds him so odd? Like, I, I can't wrap my mind around him. Like, he's he's awkward, right? And, and But awkward and also, you know, I call him like a little bit like a predator. It's just weird. So anyways, he wants to know if his hair looks good and that he's going to take a leap of faith. And sometimes being dumb means that you're being in love, does it? Because I've never heard that before. I just think dumb is dumb. Patty, oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Missed you as well, you guys. I really did. Um, and Dasha says, yes, he's very, very odd. Um, so... He's worried about his hair. I'm worried about them getting kicked out of Turkey because they haven't planned their wedding yet and they have left it to the last minute. So um, 
they're getting all their docs together and he's like feeling kind of weary about it and he feels like he's being rushed and again i have to ask you guys what was the whole point of going to turkey your whole point of going to turkey was to get married in the 90 days so what part of you feels rushed i don't understand that you knew what the assignment was so why are you all of a sudden complaining that you feel rushed and you're not ready you're not really not ready Stephen, because you have so many skeletons in your in your closet that i don't think that you're ready to let those go and if you know, you know what I mean. And so that's the only reason you would be all super like, ooh, this is rushed. Yeah, it's rushed if you don't want to stop sliding into people's DMs and sending them inappropriate messages. Then, yeah, I might feel a little like, ooh, I can't do that now because, oh, I'm married. So <clears throat> um, he gets there and he's feeling hot, you guys. And, you know, you, when you're nervous, you feel hot. So he wants to take his jacket off. Alina is the only one with a sense of... of of normalcy so she's like no just don't do that let's just come here and do what we got to do like you're not at home don't like i'm taking my shoes off and i'm taking my jacket off no you're not doing all of that we're gonna come here and we're gonna go ahead and get the registration process started um and then they want to know like what's the soonest so they have all their paperwork together what's the soonest date possible they go on a monday they find out that two days later they're going to be married so um Wednesday at five o'clock, that's when they're getting married, right? And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but both of them went like this at the same time, like they were stressed out because two days to plan a wedding, that's a lot. Um, and, you know, Stephen feels like they still have issues. They do, big ones. And those issues are going to come out on the tell-all. And if you're part of my Patreon Fridays, you guys know that we already talked about it. So you already know what the issues are, but those are going to come out and be public. So you guys, everyone will find out on Friday. Um, as well as like, what are their expectations of marriage? Plus she hasn't been baptized yet, which you guys, I think is going to be issue. I think that after she gets married and as we know, they get married, that she's not going to want to get baptized. And I think that that's going to be a point of contention, uh, in their relationship because that was very important to Steven and he made it very clear. Um, but I think that it's going to be an issue for her after a while. So stay tuned for that. Um, but Alina's excited. Uh, she calls a wedding planner. And I was like, who, where? I know that like in America, you can go to Vegas and get married on the spot. But where, and this is a true question. So someone in the live chat, please at, answer this question. Where can you call a wedding planner the next day they can plan your wedding? And by the Wednesday, they're you're all set. They've got location. They've got flowers. They've got the you know, what is it? Not like the pastor, but the person that's performing the wedding. They have all of it. Like, and you, and you get your dress and your dress fits off the rack. Where? Where? Listen, where, where is that even possible? Cause like, I want to know, and her name was Alina. So bravo to Alina for pulling this whole thing together. Cause I personally didn't think it was possible. I really didn't. And I was wondering like, why is it that in the 90 days, they weren't planning all of these things. Like, I don't understand the thought process here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the thought process here. Now, um, Alina calls her mom, uh, tells her that they're getting married tomorrow. The mom is like, this is too fast and it's not well thought out. 
and it's you're not going to be celebrating it with your friends and your family and i think it's a bad idea and i just really think that you should you should come home and the mom is like steven's not ready you know he lied to you he broke his commitment to you you guys fight all the time like did you forget all of that stuff um and then she even says that she's not 100% sure of steven and she's not 100% sure of steven because she knows that steven is a bit of a ladies man for a lack of a better term like he really just has he's young which i get right he wants to sow his oats is that the saying sow his oats sow his seeds whatever he wants to do that and you know i i suppose i suppose hello from brampton hey janice janice i'm from ontario too originally um, so I know Brampton very well. I'm actually going to be out, out in Ontario um, early next year, Janice. I'll look you up. Um, Crystal says, Alina, who's the wedding planner, probably has partnerships with these locations. It looked like a resort where they got married. Some of these places can make it work, especially if you don't have a lot of guests. I agree with that, but I was thinking money-wise because they both didn't work for like 90 days. So a fast, quick turnaround wedding would be more expensive, I would think. But I've never, I don't know. I don't know. You married people can tell me. So then let's move on to them and I'm going to come back to the next couple. So then it's their wedding day. Now, don't come for me. Because if you know me, you know I'm not a cat person. But I will tell you this, that, that that whole idea was my worst nightmare. It was my worst nightmare. Like, my worst. This would be the worst wedding for me ever. Okay? Ever. Because all of it was too much for me. Climbing the tree, touching the feral cats, not washing your hat. Like, all of it. So it's wedding day. The mom doesn't agree, but Alina wants to get married because she just wants to be married. And she literally said that. She just wants to be married. Um, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I honestly think that she's such a sweet girl. She's such a kind girl and she seems, she comes across very, very nice, but I also think she has her own agenda. And I think part of that agenda is coming to America and coming to America at a very young age so she can pursue her creative life and have the opportunities that she thinks that she can't have elsewhere. I really do think that that's the case here. Um, that being said, she wants to get married. And so th it's their wedding day. Steven's about to leave. He calls her, you're the best, my kitten, and leaves as her makeup and hair people arrive. Um, which like, ugh. but whatever. And so they both pictured like their wedding be day different. They both thought they would be celebrating with family and friends, but it's just the two of them. Um, so they're going to make the best of it. Now, here's the thing. Steven leaves and he's going to look for these feral cats. And I was just, see, I'm getting hot because it's, it's just too much for me. So he's looking for these feral cats. They're invited to the wedding. And like I said, that is my worst nightmare. They're not even house cats. They're like cats, street cats, feral cats. And he's searching for the regulars. So he found some other ones, but he said, like, those ones are not invited because we don't know them by name. And his words, 
it's not appropriate to invite them to the wedding because he doesn't know them. But is it's appropriate to invite the other feral cats? It's really because what? Like that doesn't even make any sense to me. Christina, thank you so much for the super sticker. Thank you so very much. Doesn't make any sense to me. So Stephen's climbing trees. Now, first of all, so just I want you guys to close your eyes and really picture what I'm about to say. Okay, because I really need you guys to be on the same page with me with this. Okay, so your eyes are closed. Imagine your partner, your future significant other is all showered and cleaned up for the day, your very big day. You didn't have a lot of time, so this is going to be like your moment. Before he gets to the venue, he's running around town, climbing trees, cat food in his bare hands, petting feral cats that he don't know where these cats have gone and been, scooping them up into crates that where did the crates come from but that's a whole other day's discussion and just gathering them oh can you imagine and then he shows up and he's got his outfit on now i know that steven didn't like wash up i just know that he went from the streets to his wedding and then you guys are gonna play kissy face and you're gonna like be touching on her hair and rubbing oh no i'm sorry y'all just ew ew you. Um, you. Uh, Dasha said from the tell-all trailer, uh, I noticed that Stephen was in studio and Alina was on video. Yes. So that's part of the drama that's coming, right? So the drama that's coming, Dasha, is, is his secrets that are about to come out. And so it's going to be like setting the stage for the next season that they're on, happily ever not after. So uh, not appropriate to invite them to the wedding, climbs the trees, finds the cow cat and Mr. Cuddles and some other cat and riles them up, gets them in the car. And he's like, cats are people. And I was like, what? Cats are people in what world? What world? Like, like what world? Uh, in Steven's world? Steven with a V? Because cats are cats. Our cats. Um, they get to the venue. Animals are not allowed. And then they had their Karen moment that I laughed out loud. Can we talk to the manager? <laughs> and the security guy's like, sure, feel free. Like, feel free. They have their, their tet -tet -tet where they're just like, oh, this is very important. And the guy's like, well, are you going to leave the cats here? Are, you gonna, are, you, are they going to roam? free you know pick up the cat you know we'll just hold them the whole time cats are screaming in the crate because you know they're wild feral cats so they're they're not used to being cooped up they used to be ro roaming the streets the dirty streets and so they finally convince the manager that the cats will leave with them when they leave and Lo and behold, three chairs are set out perfectly for the three feral cats that they brought. They put the cats on the chairs. No hand washing going on. I didn't see a, a costume change. I just saw him. All of a sudden, he's dressed for his wedding. And I was just like, oh. oh. 
Now, uh, parents are on video chat. They invited their landlord, the receptionist, the cleaning lady, because they've all been so supportive of them during their journey. Um, and then Alina arrives. Now, he thinks that Alina looks like Princess Amaldi from Star Wars, and he's so excited. And she looked happy to see him too, but it was like a weird, it was kind of just weird. She came in from the side and just like walked. Oh, I'm, I've arrived. Okay. So we're about to start the wedding. Okay. Like there was no, and I guess that's what you get for last minute, but it, there was no like smoothness to it. It was just very like, oh, we're getting married now. Um, Alina loved the cats, by the way. She loved it. She thought it was a very manly gesture. And it shows that he knew her very well. And I was like, the cats were a manly gesture? Um, and like manly and Steven in the same sentence. I just, I don't see it. But like, what do I know, I suppose? Um, so... Will you accept Stephen as your spouse under your own decision? She says, yes. Say it in Turkish. Will you accept Alina as your spouse under your own decision? He says, yes, in Turkish. Very much yes, he says. And then that was it. Now, they exchange rings after. The guy's like, if that's your decision, go ahead. So they did that real quick. And lo and behold, here are a few photos. Um, of her in her traditional Turkish wedding dress. Now, I've had this conversation with a couple of people. A lot of people like either love the dress or didn't love the dress. Would love to know your opinion. But this is a traditional Turkish wedding dress for the day before the wedding. It's not an actual Turkish wedding dress. It's like the engagement dress. And usually... Uh, Turkish people wear like a Western wedding dress. So regardless, she loved it. She looked beautiful. I agree. Um, and so congratulations to Stephen and Alina on their wedding. Now let's play a game. Okay. We're going to play two games and you guys can do it in the live chat. I wonder, I'll do this. Let me see. I'll do this. I'll create a banner. And I'll say, uh, first question, who's, dress was the best, and who had the best. Okay, so here is your first question. Whose dress was the best? Let me know in the live chat. Whose dress was the best out of all the weddings? And then, uh, you know, obviously Kenny and Armando didn't have a dress, but you can tell me who you thought from them looked the best as well. Um, oh, that's a good answer. Christina said Hannah had the best dress. That's a good answer. Good answer, good answer, good answer. Um Deanna says Jenny had the best dress. Mandy says that Hannah's dress stole the show. It was gorgeous. Uh, we'll talk about that. Okay, so let's talk about the next couple. 
um, on the list here. Let me not lose my spot. Family Chateau. I need multiple choice. I don't remember everyone, Dasha says. <laughs> oh, Dasha. So funny. So funny to me. Okay, where am I? Okay, so that was Alina and Steven. Now we're going to move on to Ari and Binny. Um, so I just want to say that I have not really understood to this day what they're fighting about. Do you know what I mean? Like what she's so traumatized about. What I was thinking about you guys lately is that I think that she has deep um, psychological issues. I do. I think that she has deep insecurities and I'm hoping that she gets the mental health, mental health help that she needs because I think that it's now starting to show a lot and a lot of it's showing as control and showing as um, no compassion and showing as blame and anger. There's a lot of stuff there that I just feel like she needs to like work through. And part of it too, you guys, I, I hate to say this, but part of it too is her thinking that she's better than um, because she's from a Western country and that she can talk down to. And it's unfortunate because it, it just, it's rearing its ugly head more and more. And I just, I'm not really sure where it's coming from. So um, it's Avi's birthday. Happy birthday, Avi. He's the cutest baby ever and happy baby. And I'm convinced that that is all Binyam. Like Binyam just has, gives that baby so much love. Uh, it's been two months they've been in Kenya. And it's been hard without her mom. And that's part of the mom left like a couple of weeks ago. And that's part of the reason why I think that um, Ari does have some issues. Because remember when I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that Janice helped them mend their relationship? It's because I don't think that Ari knows how to communicate. Um, and at the top of, of the season, and most of you guys probably already know this, that she talked about how she used to self-harm and you see her scars throughout the season. And so I think that there are obviously still things that she deals with. Um, so I just hope that she just deals with them some more. Um, so I even wrote that. So she, she has abandonment issues. Um, so does Benny, right? He doesn't want to lose his family. And Ari has mental health issues. And so here we are trying to like work through this relationship. Benny says he loves Avi so much. And um, he learned a lot just with Janice being there. And Janice really helped their relationship, helped Ari get through the forgiveness process. Um, and, you know, he's not willing to give up on Ari yet, but she doesn't want to go back to Ethiopia. And so they have to figure out what they're going to do for the relationship because it's not sustainable to live in Kenya because she can't work there. He can't work there. And like running away from your problems, in my opinion, are not good. It's not going to help anything. Right. So guess what? 
Ari has decided that she wants to go to the U.S. She wants to move to the U.S. And so that is her plan. And Benny has to roll with it or it's going to roll right over him. Um, so we find out that she has been working on the K-1 visa process. And we find out also, too, that Benny's just agreeing because he doesn't want to fight and he doesn't want to lose his family. He doesn't want to lose his son and lose another, like, unit that he's in. So he's going to do whatever he has to do um, and agree with her because he just doesn't want to lose that so much, right? So Ari goes into this whole... She's traumatized by the Ethiopian situation and she can't handle it. She's never going back there because she cannot. And I'm just like, what exactly happened? He had some people over. He's working on his music. You knew that he was a creative and you knew that he wanted to make music. And so he had producers over there. He put the the baby um, bed to the side so that they had more room to work. And what? So, like, what did he do exactly that you're so traumatized that you can never go back to Ethiopia? You know what's traumatized is your pride because you thought that you can continue to control Benny. Benny had some freedom. He did what he wanted and you didn't like it. And now your pride is hurt because in your mind you've created that he's cheated on you, which you even admitted on air that he didn't even cheat on you. You're just mad because... He had a life outside of you. And some of you guys came for me. Other bloggers were telling me like, oh, as a mom, this is what we do. Well, no, moms can still be moms and still be protective of their family, but they can also allow their partner to be their partner, especially when you chose a partner who is a creative. So he's being creative. I don't understand what's wrong with that. It's not like he was cheating on you and sleeping around town. You actually went and saw him perform the butt bongos with your mom. So what are you surprised about that you're so traumatized that you can never go back to Ethiopia? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Ridiculous to me. Ridiculous. So she's traumatized. She doesn't want to go back to Ethiopia. Um, But she also now has decided that they're moving to America. And my whole thing is these unilateral decisions that she keeps making for all of them is control. It's control. So she says, this is what we're going to do. You need to get the K-1 visa because I don't know how our family's going to be if you don't if you don't get a K-1 visa. So they hop on the phone. They're talking to their lawyer, Jessica, who's an immigration attorney. Uh, find out that their interview's in 19 days. So they're going to have to pop back to Ethiopia real quick. Ari freaks out. She's not ready for it. She can't go back. They that um, Benny made her look stupid in front of her family and his family and her friends and my friends. And so I literally wrote as a note. So it's your pride that's hurt. You can't go back because you feel like he made you look stupid. Now you made that up also in your mind, right? All the stuff that you made up because he wasn't calling you when he was supposed to call you and picking up the phone when you called every five seconds. And then when you when he would pick up, all you would do is cuss him out and degrade him. So are you surprised that like, hmm, I'm going to turn off my phone real quick and I'm going to try to be in a positive space and work on my music. Are you surprised by that? Because I'm kind of not. So the other thing I'm confused about you guys is 
you're insisting that he comes to America and you know, in order to come to America, he has to get a K-1 visa. And in order for him to get a K-1 visa, he has to be in Ethiopia where you guys are supposed to be so that he can go to the embassy and have that interview. Now, you're now worried that the interview is in 19 days, but you've been pressuring and you've already made this unilateral decision to go to America. So now that you can, or you have the opportunity to, now you're freaking out and you don't want to do it. Explain how that makes any type of sense. C. Cruz, thank you so much for the super sticker. I honestly just truly appreciate you guys. Thank you so very much. Um, so she says she's torn about what to do. You're torn about what to do, but you also want Benny to go back to or go to America with you. Really? So how are you torn? Isn't that your husband? Isn't that who you chose to be your husband? And so shouldn't you support your husband and your family? And by supporting your husband and your family, I mean, you made the decision that you're going to go back to America. So then why don't you go ahead and help that process happen? Kind of makes a little sense to me, but again, that's just me. So fast forward to uh, Sunday's episode. Uh, K-1 visa interview. Ari's decided that she doesn't want to go back with him to Ethiopia. And again, I'm like, it's your idea to go to the U.S. So why wouldn't you support your husband? Don't I don't understand it. And so she's walking over. She sees Benny and Benny's welding, which I was like, oh, Benny. So he's learning a trade because he wants to, in the future, be able to support his family come to America and, you know, be a welder. That's a great job, a steady job. And I was like, I'm so proud of him. So Benny wants to keep his family together. He wants to do whatever he needs to do to keep them together. Part of that is learning a trade. Part of that is getting to K-1 visa. He never had a plan to come to America, but now that Ari has changed the plans, he's on board. So he's now going to have to go back to Ethiopia to do the K-1 visa interview. Ari's like the lawyer threw that information at her so fast. She didn't understand. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know because she just, it was too quick for her. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's too quick for you. Three episodes ago, you were saying how you started the process and it was taking so long. Finally, it's come through and now you're making an excuse and saying it's, it's too fast and you're thrown aback and you don't know what to do and and you're freaking out is it is it about you alone and you and your pride and you and your stubbornness and you and your control or is it about your whole family and what's best for your family because your decision right now is really selfish as far as I'm concerned Dasha appreciate you thank you for the super sticker um Benny just wants to do whatever he has to do to keep his family together. He doesn't want to fight with her. He doesn't want, he's just like, you know what? I need you. Why? And this is what, what has made me sad, you guys. When he said, why don't you want to stand by my side? Why do you not want to stand by my side? That's the question I would ask too. Like, really, we're supposed to be a team. We're supposed to be a unit. We're supposed to have 
you know, make decisions together and grow together and be a family together. He's saying, hey, I need you. Even the lawyer said it's important that you be there too. Even if you can't get into the embassy, it shows that you're supporting this and, and this is what you guys want to do. And also considering you've already been married to a foreigner, he's already been married to a foreigner. So, and he's already been denied travel visas. So it's important that you guys show that A, that you're serious about this and B, this is a real relationship. So, you know, it's important that you go. And also it's important to support your husband or your future husband. I don't get it. I don't get it. So she's decided that she's not going with him. And literally I just said, wow, that's super selfish. It's the most selfish thing that you can do. And here's why it's selfish, you guys. It's selfish because A, this was her plan, her idea that she decided on her own that she wanted to do. Because she doesn't want to go back to Ethiopia. They can't live in Kenya. So she's decided that they're now going to move to America. Two, that's your fiance. That's the person that you said you want to spend the rest of your life with. That's your baby daddy. And so why would you not want to support whatever's best for your family? Three, this whole traumatized situation that you made up in your head, you made it up in your head and you should now not throw that in his face if you truly forgave him for something that you made up in your mind. You're pissed off at something that didn't even happen and now you guys are working on your relationship and it's supposed to be moving forward, but now you're holding this over his head and you're holding something that's so very important. This visa is so very important to your relationship, but you're just going to be like, I'm not going. I'm not going because I'm embarrassed. You embarrass me. My pride. Like, <sighs> Benny's trying to make it work. So he's like, you know, not getting the visa would be devastating for our family. And you know what? What was interesting? Did you guys hear the part where she said, I'm the worst? She says, sometimes I'm not very nice to you. And I was literally, those are facts. Not sometimes, a lot of the times. A lot of the times. A lot of the times you're not very nice. And a lot of the times you're the worst. And I don't understand because I really like Ari in the beginning, like meeting her, you know, previously thinking like, oh, this is like a cool chick. But I don't know. She switched it this season. She switched it and she is like, she's like Angela 2.0, Angela Jr. Like just all the time, always unhappy and always like my way or no way. And it, it's like, you're not that person's mother and you're not better than them. You're in a relationship with them and you're supposed to be equal. So I just, I don't understand it. She says to Cameron that she doesn't know what the future holds for her or this relationship or where they're going to live. And I think that that's the truest of it all. If they, and now, you know, spoiler alert, they are already living in New Jersey. So he does get the K-1 visa and he does come over to America. Um, and we're going to see that play out uh, this season, not this season, on their next season. So they're not going anywhere. This is like a break for them. So you guys will see Benny and Ari in previous seasons, we've seen some of the filming already happen. And I was just very, I'm just very disappointed. How about you guys? I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed in them. Um, did we even see them? You know what I just realized? Did we even see Ellie and Victor in the season finale? 
this last episode. We did it. That's so interesting, right? Okay, so Ellie and Victor fighting about money, fighting about rebuilding the house. Uh, she says that she has a chip on. He has a chip on his shoulder, um, and she's resentful, right? She's resentful that she's been sending all this money, and she feels like he doesn't appreciate it. And he's feeling defensive. And he's like, well, you know what? Just add up all the money that you sent me and I'll give it back to you. And what I thought was interesting is that we found out that he, she's been sending him money for two years to build this house. And okay. He seems a little like entitled in my opinion, right? Because he's like, if you send me all this money, I would have a car or a bike as well. Um. You're a grown-ass man. You should have your own car and your own bike by now. Why would it be her responsibility to send you any type of money? The money that she's sending is so that you can finish the house, so that you guys can live in a proper house and live the life that you wanted to live with the beach bar and all of that stuff. It's not her responsibility to, to buy you a car. What? Okay. Um, she's worried because of the hurricane that their plan is not going to obviously work out because, you know, there are no tourists coming. He takes offense to that, um, because he's like, you know, what, what did we do? Locals do before the tourists came, we made it work. Okay. I, I understand that. Like, I get that you have big dreams, Victor, but you also have to have like reality, right? No one is flying there until shit gets fixed. So Let's be real. And that's not going to happen overnight, right? Anywhere you go, government and, and roadways and all that stuff takes time to rebuild. It doesn't just happen like, oh, hey, this is all messed up. Next month, it won't be messed up. No, it's going to take a year, two years. It can take a long time. So let's just like try to be realistic. Um, now, here's the other thing about this whole relationship that I just... I just can't, I just can't take it, you guys. I think it's ridiculous. So she's upset with him. She calls him a psycho. And then when he's talking to her, she literally says she feels attacked. And I was like, how do you feel attacked? He walked away. He didn't raise his voice at you. He said some things that you probably didn't like, but how is he attacking you? These friggin'... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? These words that are meant to incite really bother me because part of it is tied to stereotypes. And as a Black person myself, where people are like, oh, angry Black woman. No, there's no, there's no part of it. There's nothing... There's no part of that. And I just, I hate that that's out there. And I hate that that's, that's a thing that you feel attacked. No one attacked you, but you know that you can use those words that are so powerful for your benefit. And I think that that's not okay. I just really think that that's not okay. And I don't want, I don't want anyone to do that because it's really an abuse of, privilege. And on that note, um, 
Victor's like, listen, I don't want to fight with you. I just survived a hurricane. Um, all you're thinking about is money. And he's like, that's not what this is about right now. Like, I'm still working through losing everything. Right. And so she wants to leave. She says she wants to magically not be there. I started laughing because you decided and you really decided to sell your company, to sell your house, which I believe is all fake, by the way. And if you've watched my show, I've given you the reasons why. And so now you magically don't want to be there. What did you think it was going to be like flying into a hurricane torn region? Like, what did you think that was going to look like? And now you just you just don't want to be there. Well, you should have thought of that that when you forced yourself to go because you had to go because you wanted to go. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. So, um, <clears throat> he says he survived this hurricane. She wants to leave. Um, doesn't know how she got in this situation, which again made me laugh. I know how you got in the situation. Shall I, shall I sit you down and talk about what you decided to do with your life? And now it doesn't make sense because it didn't make sense back then. But here we are. So here we are. She starts talking about how she feels dumb, how she felt like, was she desperate? She thought she was in love. How did she get here? She doesn't know. She just wants to get out of there. And they're leaving for uh, San Andreas, the main island. She doesn't know if Victor's going with her. She doesn't understand what's happening in the relationship. She feels like the hurricane is a metaphor for her relationship. The island's destroyed, just like the relationship. I was like, oh, Lord, just settle down, Ellie. You are doing the most. You're doing the most. I feel attacked. I feel attacked through the screen because you are attacking me with your nonsense. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So Victor comes out of his corner and he apologizes that he didn't really treat her right last night and he's just really all like stirred up with all the things that are going on in his life, but he really wants things to work out. So he's realizing that maybe he overreacted. No, you didn't, Victor. You didn't overreact at all. But you also know that you don't want to break up because you also know that, what is it? Miss Moneybags? I know that there's like some, whatever. She's Miss Moneybags to you. And you also want to have a better life and she's your ticket out. So you're going to say whatever you have to say, in my opinion, to keep this ball rolling. So if you want to say you overreacted and you want to apologize and admit, and admit that you're wrong, Victor, have at it. I, I see where this is going. Um, but, you know, he wants to let her know that it's not just about the money. It's about you. And I love you. And I want to be with you. I just think we have a communication issue. She agrees that they have a communication issue. So they've decided that they're going to go for a walk. And this is the part that it was so unrealistic to me that I was like, this is so stupid. I don't say that much because I love 90 days, but this scene was stupid to me. So they're walking down the beach. All of their problems miraculously have disappeared. 
Okay. In that one five second scene. And they all of a sudden are going to be great. They want to be together. He goes and picks up this big ass seashell. The seashell is a symbol of her, of their love. I was thinking in my mind, where, the, where is she going to put that seashell? Because if that's the symbol of your her his love to her, and that is what you're proposing to her with, because you bought a ring, but miraculously the ring disappeared in the hurricane. It's gone. So you're going to use the seashell in its place. Where is she going to put that in her suitcase? Like, how is she going to bring that back to America? Because you guys know that they're coming back to America. I found it ridiculous. I did. I thought it was ridiculous. So he had a ring. It got lost in the ring. He grabbed the shell to ask if you will marry me. Will you marry me? She says, yes. They like hug and kiss. This is a new start to a new story, to a new life. I was like, it, that all happened in 30 seconds. We went from, oh my God, I don't want to be here anymore. This hurricane is a metaphor of a relationship. It's destroyed. And then after the commercial break, let's get married. New beginning, new start, new life. Like, I, I mean, does that even make sense to you guys at all? Hey, Lydia. Hey, girl. Hey, does that even make any type of sense? Because it did it to me. I was like, this, this is all. Anyways, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. And didn't he ask about having a baby? Yeah, that's all of that, Dasha. They're ready to get married, have a baby, start a new life, new story, new everything. Nonsense. Not, it's not. Now, however, here's spoiler alert. So if you guys watched this episode, at, or excuse me, you watched the latest episode and you saw the little trailer to the tell-all, which I thought was interesting, you guys, because it's looking like the tell-all is not going to be two parts like it normally is it looks like it's just going to be one part which was surprising to me um so we'll see about that but if you notice victor and ellie are in studio and if you guys know they they film the tell-alls in new york and so the spoiler alert as i told my peoples they've they're married they've been married victor moved not only himself but he has like a a preteen that came with him. They all live in Seattle. She works back at her restaurant because she didn't really sell her restaurant to her friend slash business partner. She was just like, Hey, I'm going to be away for 90 days. You got this. That's why when she moved out of her house, she didn't pack up any of her shit. She didn't sell her house. She didn't rent her house out. She didn't leave. She just moved some stuff around took like two bags because she was never moving you guys she was never moving there he was always moving to america if they were gonna get married and guess what they got married so sorry spoiler alert, but they're together and that's why he's in new york city in studio at the tello because they got married and he's in america living in america in the pacific northwest so there's that so i guess they do get there happily ever after However, I will say this, you guys, I think that I think that we don't need to see another season of these two personally. And um, I think that this whole storyline was bubkus. 
Um, that's how I feel. I feel like this wasn't one of those like, hey, this is all brand new. This was, hey, let's be on TV, make some money and draw some business up for my pizza joint. Sorry, not sorry, because that's what it was. All right. Oh, it's going to, Dasha says, I wonder how long it's going to last. It's going to last until it doesn't have to last, Dasha. As long as there's still money rolling in, Victor will be just fine. And Ellie will just be just fine with the arrangement. Moving on to my personal favorites that just had me teary-eyed. Um, very, very much. Kimmy and Armando, who I just think are the best. I just think are, are just, I just think they're the best. Uh, I want to make sure that I have the proper, I keep looking at Family Chantel by the wrong way. Okay, so Alina, we just did. Let's talk about Armando and Kimmy. All right, so it's here. So, um, oh, bye, Christina. Christina, I know that you asked about our Patreon group chat. Uh, hit me up in my uh, inbox on Instagram. Do you have Instagram, Christina? Hit me up on my Instagram uh, inbox or even Crystal. Uh, here, Crystal, who says goodnight, and we'll hook you up, okay? Got that, Christina? DM one of us and we will hook you up with our Patreon group chat. All right. Kenny and Armando. Wedding is tomorrow. Um, they're both kind of stressed. They don't want any drama. Kenny tells Armando uh, about telling the kids about the adoption and how that went and how they reacted. Uh, Taylor didn't like it, which I just think is bizarre because they're all grown ass people with their own lives, their own kids, their own families. Let him live his life. Let him live his best life. And for you to be all like, oh, you're abandoning us and you're starting a new family. Like, stop it. Just stop it. You don't even live at home anymore. You're grown ass people. You're like closer to 30 than you are to 18. So just stop playing. Just stop playing. Like, I just... All the selfishness. I just can't... It's the holidays. Let them be happy and festive. If they want to help help a, another child up by, by adopting, or if they want to start a family, let them start their family and embrace it. Because it's about them. It's not about you, y'all. So, um, Amanda's like, well, do they feel like I took you away? And so he's kind of fearful that Kenny's kids are going to resent him. Um, and that they have like deeper resentment inside that they haven't been showing. And Kenny's like, you know what? I don't want us to worry about this. I just want to focus on the wedding right now. And Armando talks also about being nervous, showing affection in front of his, his parents. And he doesn't know how they should kiss or what the first kiss should look like. And also about dancing, where he should put his hands and all of that stuff. And I just felt so bad that, you know, that's what you're thinking about the day before your wedding. You're thinking about all how to like please everyone else when it just should just be your moment that you guys have fought so hard to have. Like it was sad to me that he had to think of all those things. Cause like a lot of us don't have to think about those things at all. Um, hi, Dustin. 
Faith is already talking about the tello. Facts. Can't wait for the, the tello. So um, Aunt Brenda is reminding Kenny and Armando to be respectful. And, you know, they know that they are a gay couple. Uh, they just don't want to see it. And I was like, it's how sad. We're in 2021 now. Like, who says that to people nowadays in this politically correct atmosphere we're in? And I, I get that they're in a different country. And I get that it's, you know, a thing still for many people. But, like, do we say that out loud to people nowadays? I, I just didn't think we did. Um. Kenny's like, listen, I don't want you to be afraid to show your love. I just want you to be you. And I want us to be us. And I want us to just be in the moment and celebrate our love. And I was like, that is wisdom. That is wisdom, Kenny. Um, Rhonda's like, yeah, I just don't want to disrespect my dad. Kenny's like, just don't overthink it. And, you know. Let's just be in love and let's be in our moment. So that was that episode. Now, the most recent episode, uh, they're getting ready separately. They're both going to get ready with their families uh, so they can have an intimate moment, intimate moment with them, which I was like, oh, that is so beautiful. I love that idea. I loved everything about this wedding, you guys. I thought the venue was gorgeous. I thought the outfits were gorgeous. I thought all of the different events were amazing. Um, and I really, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I really feel like it should have been a, its own little wedding special. You know what I mean? Like they just were just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, they should just have their own little special. Um, so they're getting ready. Uh, and Armando goes with Hannah and has Hannah's dress and they're doing their old thing. And Kenny's with his kids. They have a group hug. And just everything was was gorgeous. Everything was gorgeous, you guys. Um, venue was gorgeous. Love the fact that they had that curtain in between them so that they both came out and walked down the, their separate aisles. I thought that was a great idea. I uh, love that the mom and dad were up front and center. Although in the, the mom, when they panned over to her in the beginning, she kind of looked like she was a little mad or upset. Like more so than the dad. The dad was just chilling. The mom had a little oomph in her face, in my opinion, which I've always thought that she's the one that really has the problem over the dad. I, I honestly believe that the most. Um, and then Hannah, she looked amazing. Um, and so they both walk outside of the altar and that even had a meaning because they both had walked different paths to get to where they they are, which is their love and how they were meant to be together. Armando's not worried about anything. As soon as he saw Kenny, he's like, it's just about us. It's about the love and our love. And he's the love of my life. And Kenny, um, he says, Kenny, you came into my life at the right time. You taught me to be myself, to love myself. And to believe in myself. And I was like, oh. And then um, Kenny says to Armando, I'm the luckiest man on earth. Uh, you are the man of my dreams. And then I loved what um, the officiant said that the husband. 
Um, do you guys take each other as husband? Your favorite person, which I love. Be proud of him and find new reasons to love each other each and every day. I love that, you guys. Wasn't that amazing? I loved everything about that. Um, oh, Mandy, listen, Mandy, you need to go back and watch all of our news and gossip episodes. Okay. You need to watch them all. I've talked about all of this stuff in detail on news and gossip. So Mandy, you, that's your homework. You got to go back and watch them. Okay. So <clears throat> love the, I love the exchange. I love the, all the words, like everything in this wedding was just so perfect. And then they signed uh, paperwork under new, under Mexican law after the ceremony. And here's where I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. They got full support from Armando's family. The dad came around. He gave hugs. He came to camera and said that it was normal. And he said, this is his first gay wedding, but it was perfect. And there's no need to put walls up. Uh, we should all accept it. And he's accepted it. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. And so they had everything fall into place. They had this great big party. Love is love. They all had the shirts. They had their flags. Um, they had great dancing. It almost felt like a discotheque. They were dancing so so great and lovely. Um, and then they were outside. And as a surprise from Kenny Tor Armando, he had a fireworks display that was gorgeous and he's like this is for you surprise because you are my firework and I just was like this is so gorgeous it was all perfect so wanted to share some of these special moments um, of their wedding with you guys because it was so very beautiful uh, the kiss the love love is love I love this photo of uh, each side of the family and including Cooper and Hannah and a picture of the reception. And this is the party that we all saw that, uh, you know, Amor, Amor, love is love. And then the flags that we talked about. And then their first dance. Just gorgeous, you guys. Just absolutely really gorgeous. Uh, Patty said Armando's dad got, got me crying too. That was amazing too. And Dasha says, I wanted to get married at their venue. It was so beautiful. It really was. And Crystal said, Hannah uh, got me crying. Yeah, it was all very beautiful, you guys. It was all very tasteful and well done and just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Like it, it definitely was my favorite little wedding of all of them. And so that's what happened with them. Congratulations to Kenny and Armando. I'm so glad that they were able to make it through all the things, hurdles and obstacles and hate and all the things that they were able to make it through all of it and still come out victorious and happy and we wish them all the best. Moving on to Evelyn and Corey. 
do I need to put my disclaimer out there? I think you guys already know how, how I feel. But because it's the wedding special, I'm really going to try to reel it in a little bit. Okay, so Corey calls his brother Matt. Uh, he really wants Matt, his brother, to come to the wedding because he has no family and no friends from his side coming to the wedding. Uh, so he feels no sense of support, he says. And Matt says, well, you probably feel no sense of support because... Um, you haven't been around. You haven't been around. And he's like, COVID's not a good time for anyone to be traveling. His mom, you know, doesn't want to go either because uh, the dad had just passed and the mom doesn't travel very well. And his brother Matt says, you know, the past three years, we've grown apart. And it's not easy with the history we have with Evelyn and how she didn't feel like, feel like, she want to what like she wanted to welcome us when she lived with us. She didn't interact with us. She just didn't make it easy for us to all be a family. And I was like, see, you guys, do you see how it's not just Corey? Like, it's not just Corey. She's mean to you guys. She's just not nice. She's not nice. And it's just, it's mind blowing to me. So the brother's like, you know. When she decided that she was going to give you an ultimatum, whether you stay here and, and be here with our family or she's going back to Ecuador and you chose her, that really just broke up our family. And he's like, you know, we were best friends growing up. And now we're not because of Evelyn. Literally, those, those are the words that came out of Matt's mouth. Um, you know, and, and her demanding that you live there and you be obligated to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And like, now we haven't seen you. And he's like, Evelyn makes all the decisions. What she wants is what she wants. And she doesn't even consider you or your feelings. Matt gave it to him. I was like, preach, Matt, preach, preach. Because all of those things are true. All up until their wedding day. All of those things are true. C. Cruz says, I remember those episodes from her in Washington. She was cold to the whole family. Yeah. And Dasha said, she's another selfish one. And Corey and Evelyn already married. All the drama they had about this wedding, like y'all getting married the first time, I just don't get it and wasn't interested at all. Facts. So if you guys don't know, they've been married for years. And not just when they told you earlier this season, they have been married for years and denied and denied and denied and lied and lied and lied about it. But the only reason that Corey could live in Ecuador for as long as he's lived in Ecuador and own property and have a restaurant and all this, or have a bar is the fact that they got married. They have been married for years and they've been pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. They finally like told everyone as part of their storyline this season that, oh, and by the way, we got married in a secret little marriage ceremony, just the two of us, just recently. Nah, you've been married for years, you little liars. And so this whole, this, even this, I, I said it, you're, you're having a, like Evelyn says, a public celebration of the wedding that you already had. So let's not make it a bigger deal than it is because y'all are full of it. So, um,
then we see the scene with Raul where they haven't seen each other in a few months because they had a falling out and they had a falling out. Guess why? Because of Evelyn. So Evelyn just makes everyone, isolates Corey from everyone he loves. His family, his friends, everyone. And you know, Raul is a little bit upset. Like he felt used. You stayed at my place. We went for dinner with some girls. He posted those photos on Instagram and Evelyn got pissed off and caused a rift between their friendship. And now Corey can't be friends with Raul. Selfish. Selfish. Selfish, selfish, selfish. So now Raul is not allowed at the wedding because of Evelyn. And what does Raul say that we just heard Matt say in the same episode? Well, she's not thinking about you. She's just thinking about herself. Facts. I don't know how many people have to tell Corey the same thing over and over and over again before he hears. But guess what? He's not going to ever hear it. And I'm trying to figure out why. I really am because she treats him like shit on a regular. And all he does is come groveling back to her. And I just think it's bizarre. I just think it's bizarre. Like, what do you guys think it could possibly be? Um, <clears throat> Dasha said, so, oh, so they were married before they said they got married in secret. Yes. They've been married for years, years, Dasha, years, years, just a bunch of hoorahs. So let me get to this episode where it is their wedding day. And I am not messing around. Okay, so here it is. So it's wedding day. Corey's terrified and happy. He drops his shirt on the ground three times because he's so nervous. Um, he's hoping that she doesn't have any second thoughts. And she's like, well, like, Corey, don't bother me. You know, I can't plan my my panic attacks. I have panic attacks. And he's like, well, you know, just don't run away. And she's like, well, just, you know, leave me alone. I'll be at the, the um, I'll be at the wherever, the, the place that they're having the wedding. I want to say the reception hall, but they're she's going to be at the place where they're having the wedding and just, I don't want to see you until I see you walking down the aisle. I was just like, this girl, like, she's just such a Debbie Downer. A Debbie Downer, like, she makes any happy moment just feel like, makes you feel like crap. And you just watch them and you're like, why are you even with her? Like, why? Any moment is, like, not a happy moment for her. So he's like, okay, just please don't run away. Can you imagine having to say that on your wedding day to your partner? Just please don't run away. Ugh, gross. So he's sad that he has no best man, no friends, um, no family coming, but he has his dog. So his dog is going to be his best man. He's all nervous that they're having this wedding, which didn't make any sense to me because you guys have been married for years. So what, what, do you mar what are you nervous about? You've been married for years. So what exactly are you nervous about? You're nervous about having a party and celebrating and and walking down an aisle. Like what part are you nervous about exactly? Because you're already married. Y'all been living together for years. So what's what's the big deal? 
what are you like? Oh my God, I'm just so nervous. I just don't know. And even if she doesn't show up, you're still married, Corey. So big whoop-de-doo makes no sense. So then we see Evelyn with her mom and her sisters. Mom gives her like a little pep talk and lecture and talks about how she's been married for 30 years and marriage is everything and marriage is work and marriage is for life. That's freaking Evelyn out because she just doesn't want to hear that marriage for life. Well, then why are you getting married? Isn't that the whole purpose is to have your life partner? Don't get it. Don't understand. So then she's getting ready and, you know, with her two sisters that are not far off of her personality. Uh, so they want to know if she has a signal, if she decides that she wants to leave. And I was like, this is the person that is marrying you who is also asking you these nasty questions about leaving your own wedding. Like you guys are so, I just find it mean and just toxic. It's just such a toxic way to be. So she's going to have the two fingers in her hair like this. If she's, she's deciding that she's going to take off. Raul shows up. Corey gets in panic mode because he thinks it's going to trigger Evelyn. And again, Raul's, well, it's not about Evelyn. I'm here to support you. Um, and I know that you don't have anyone here. And I just want to be here as your friend because I know that this is an important day for you and I care about you. And Corey's like, well, you know, if it triggers Evelyn and anything happens, then, you know, if she feels pressure, then I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I was like, oh, Lord, really? Your friend is trying to be there for you and your wife is so terrible that she has to make everything about her. She has her whole entire family and friends there. You can't even have one person there to support you because she doesn't like it. Like, why would you? Anyways, I won't even get started. So her brother and her dad walk her down the aisle. She again says she's feeling pressure. Um, but then she sees Corey and he looks handsome. So she's going to be able to make it down the aisle. Corey starts crying. Leslie, who hates Corey, they went through with that plan, uh, does the wedding vows, you know, promise to always put you first. He says, I promise to be the best husband. I promise to love you forever. Um, that's part of his vows. Now her vows, you guys, she says, if word persistent was a person, that would be you. Sorry, I'm not the best at expressing my feelings and emotions, but thank you for pushing me to be here at, uh, on this day for this wedding. Can you imagine? Those are the words that you're supposed to remember for the rest of your life. And this bitch is telling him how, thank you for pushing me, basically forcing me to be here. Like, What? You know how awful that is? Um, so then it's party time. They have the traditional dancers. And I wrote some notes. I guess I just was so unimpressed by it that I might have lost them. Um, but they had the traditional dancers, which I thought was a beautiful thing. And I really wanted to read this quote because it was really friggin' funny to me. So Raul decides that he's going to do a speech and that speech was like the best speech that made me laugh 
for a long time. But why can I not find it? Because so can you not love it? Okay. Oh, I can't find it, you guys. But so I'm just gonna paraphrase. But basically, he's like, he was like, oh, I met this guy back in April seven years ago, and he's like, hola. And so I started speaking Spanish to him, but turns out that was the only Spanish word he knew. So it was Ola for this, Ola for that, Ola for everything. And um, he thought that was very funny. And then how uh, he tells Raul that he met this girl that is like the second best thing that he's ever met besides the breaded shrimp that they have there, that that made him really happy. Um, and then the part that made me laugh that I'm really upset that I cannot find this. This quote, because it was really friggin' funny. Anyways, he says basically that, you know, seven years ago, Evelyn had all these guys behind her, like all these guys, meaning, you know, that she, she got around. And he said, even me, because Raul and her, if you guys have forgotten, hooked up while she was with Corey. Um, but she chose you. Congratulations. And I wish you the best. And I laughed and laughed and laughed, you guys, because I was like, that is the funniest and truest statement ever, 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 ever. I thought it was so funny. And he did it in a way that was like very respectful and Evelyn really loved it. She's like, oh, those were such kind words. But you could see if you read between the lines that he was basically calling her, you know, this, you know what people call her. I don't have to say it. Um, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. So moving on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Kristen says that speech was pretty funny. It was really hilarious, you guys. It was. I was like, he is preaching facts. Facts after facts after facts. All right. Now let's talk. Oh, you know, because, you know, I just cannot with them. I keep forgetting. But I did want to show you. Um, let's use this one. So that is one of their wedding photos with their puppy. Um, and then there is this one under the arc on the beach. So, I mean, it was a lovely ceremony. It really was. It was a lovely ceremony. Just, you know, I just, just don't think that she's a nice person. And it's hard for me to get past that. It really is. Like, I just can't imagine marrying someone who's so very mean all the time all the time it's just i would be exhausted if i was him all right so then let's now talk about who are we talking about now we've done alina we've done ari ellie and victor kenny and armando evelyn and corey let's talk about jenny and Samit. <clears throat> So it didn't look like a $50,000 wedding. Um, it really didn't, but I think she was just saying that to be a B. But I'm sure it did cost money, but you know, TLC production 
paid for that wedding. So it it is what it is. That's funny. Mandy said he had to bribe Evelyn with the other 45000 <laughs> Mandy, that's funny. Okay, so I want to talk about Jenny and Submit. And I want you guys to really understand that out of all the couples, I'm so... This is another couple that, if you guys didn't know, they have been married for a very long time. And Jenny saying her having to renew her visa over and over and over again was absolute BS. Lies. They had been married. And that's why she's able to live there and work there. Now, that being said, now I replay the entire season in my mind. And it's unfortunate because their whole storyline this season was bogus, you guys, like 100% made up for the drama. And I don't understand because I know like you guys, myself included, I was tired of the, the whole, oh, will Submit ever marry me? Will he ever marry me? Will he ever marry me? And the family drama, all the things. But they had to stay with that storyline because that was their storyline. But they had already gotten married. And I just feel like all of this was, I don't know, you guys, I'm just really like, Ugh. And I broke this news months ago uh, to my Patreon people. Yes, Black Shelly. Hey, girl. Hey, like, yeah, feeling a bit hoodwinked. But I broke this news and I broke the news and I showed my Patreon people where she worked. I I looked it up. I, I broke, I gave the whole tea. And it was a big kerfuffle, you guys. People were, like, not happy that I was saying the truth. But as a journalist, I'm going to say the truth. Anyway, so in episode 13, it was tea time. Samit was going to his parents' house because he's an uncle now. Uh, his his brother just had a baby. Uh, so they're going to do the blessings for the baby. And it's family only. So again, Jenny's not involved. And I was like, Samit's probably lying that she's not involved. He just doesn't want her to come. Because if the family said that, hey, you know what? We don't give you our blessings, but we accept that you guys are together. Then why would she not be able to, to join in the family festivities? Um. So then Jenny's like, you know, I'm just happy that I'm not hated anymore. And, you know, we've submitted our marriage application and we can be married in 30 days. And then Samit's like, actually, I need to tell you something about that. I was nervous about the application, so I put it on hold behind your back. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I was nervous. I've had a bad experience about marriage before. Jenny's hurt. She's angry. She's sad about it. Um, and she's like, you know, I would be happier and more confident if you would just marry me. And he gets mad and he's like, well, you should support me by understanding my reasonings. Your reasoning doesn't make any type of sense. You're, you had a bad experience of marriage. So then why do you keep telling Jenny that you're going to marry her? This doesn't even make any sense what you're saying right now. Um, Jenny thinks it's not fair. She's like, if you don't want to marry me, um, I shouldn't be here. But we all know that Jenny's not going anywhere anytime soon. This man can catfish her. He can get married to someone else behind her back. He can lie to her face and she's still going to be with him. So let's not act like Jenny, you were actually going to do anything about it. Because even him telling you that he lied to you for the umpteenth time and went behind your back for the umpteenth time, 
you still have to think about what you want to do and you shouldn't be here. Um, lies. And just, I want you guys to think about how none of that makes any type of sense at all. At all at all. So he's like, oh, she's controlling me by saying that she's going to go back to America. Um, and so, you know, what are you using that marriage as a weapon against me? Either you want to marry me or you don't want to marry me. Um, I don't want to be forced to do something that I don't want to do. And it's going to take as much time as it's going to take. And I was like, you know what? This fool is gaslighting her and has been gaslighting her for 10 years. And she allows it. So I can't even be mad right now because she allows it by putting up with this behavior. And you guys, I, again, I just feel like he thinks that he's the prize. It, and the more I keep watching her, the more I'm like, oh, she. it's like desperation at this point. And I don't think you should ever be in a position where you should you feel desperate to be with someone. That person should want to be with you equally as much as you want to be with them. And anything else, you're settling and looking foolish. And you deserve better than that, in my humble opinion. So Jenny goes to the temple and... talks to her friend and tells the friend how, you know, she doesn't need the approval from the parents anymore and how Summit did the application and took it away and stopped it and he's not ready. Um, and the friend is like, you know, listen, you need to do what's best for you. Stalling speak volumes. Like, where is the love for you? And you need to find someone else if this is going to be the situation because guess what in a few years he'll find someone else that's younger that can have babies and he's going to go with that person because you guys don't have a commitment and you know you're, you're getting he's getting all the perks with no responsibility and she says don't let him use you just go back to the u.s and then she says it's not easy to leave and my thing is you know it's easy to leave you're just being desperate and the friend says you're being desperate as well and he knows it. And he knows that every time you say you're going to go back to America, you're not going to go because he has the power over you because you're, you let him, you say all these things and you just never, ever follow through with them. Now we all know that she doesn't follow through because she's already married and she's not going anywhere. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, for this episode, they're not talking. He came back from the party of his, at his parents' house. She's mad at him. They need to make some decisions about the relationship. He's angry at her too. Um, Jenny's like, you know, I just feel like I should give up. And I was like, yeah, right. After 10 years, you're going to give up now. No, you're not. Like, no, you're not. And then Summit's like, he's scared because he doesn't want to lose her. And he took one day, you guys, another one that didn't make sense. He took one day, thought about everything that he was thinking about and decided that he wants to now marry Jenny so that they can now move forward uh, with the conversation. He was able to take the day, be alone, think about it, and really realize that he doesn't want to lose Jenny. I was like, dude, just you stop it. Like, stop messing with our intelligence as viewers. These little stupid storylines where one minute they're fighting, it's over, and 30 seconds later, it's all great and you're moving forward. It just is, it's not realistic at all. 
not realistic at all. So uh, Samir agrees to marry her after uh, having a conversation with himself. And so then they FaceTime the lawyer and the lawyer clicks the button and says, process is submitted. You've got 30 days uh, and then you guys can get married. But here's the thing, okay? Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing. So now they have 30 days. She's not, Jenny is going to go and get the henna and spend a day, um, you know, beautifying for the wedding. Because we find out that they're get, actually going to get married the next day. And they're getting married in a temple against what the astrologer said. And they're not waiting the 30 days to have a court marriage because Jenny got a call the night before saying that her visa was not being extended. Okay. How convenient that Sumit stopped the court wedding behind her back and then finally said okay to it and that same day the guy clicks click yes your marriage license has been um, submitted but that same night before she got a call from immigration saying that her visa is not going to be extended now i don't know if any of you guys are immigrants i'm an immigrant they don't freaking call you they don't ever call you that's like me calling black shelly right now hey this is immigration. And by the way, we're not extending your visa. They don't do that because any random person could pick up the phone and call you and do that. Nowhere in the world did they do that. So this is the first thing that just irritated me. The second thing that irritated me is that she's like, <clears throat> if indeed, let's just go by what she said. If indeed the embassy called you and said that they're not extending your visa when they say that you still have x amount of time to be in the country before you have to leave now let's just go by what she said they're not extending her visa so she's gonna have to go uh because they can't wait 30 days because she doesn't have 30 days on her visa in that same breath she says that she misses her daughters um and she really wishes her daughters could be here but they can't be there because the borders are closed. Well, are the borders closed, Jenny? Because if they're closed, then they would automatically extend your visa because you can't go anywhere because the borders are closed. So which one is it? Is it the borders are closed? Or is it they're not extending your visa? Or is it they didn't actually really call you and that you're already married? Because anyone, like I said, who has dealt with immigration knows that what she's saying is not true. And even if it was true, and we're going on the fact that your visa is not going to be extended, where would you go if the borders are closed? Because you just said the borders are closed because uh, your daughters can't come because the borders are closed. So I'm just saying to you guys, all of this was all made up because they're already married. And so the crack started the cracks started showing blindly and blatantly and glaringly on this episode. And it was irritating me because I was like, you know what? You guys should have just admitted like Corey and Evelyn did that you guys were already married 
and then made the story more about your relationship with the family and what that's going to look like. Oh, but you're not going to do that because guess what? We're going to see Jenny and Summit on Happily Ever After. And Jenny and Summit, Happily Ever After, that whole storyline is going to be started on the fact that they got married in secret and the whole their whole season, mark my words, their whole season is going to be about the drama between the parents and the mom, or excuse me, the parents and the relationship, the parents and their marriage, their parents and the fact that they actually went through getting married. That's going to be their whole season. And if you don't believe me, when you watch the clip of the tell-all where they bring the parents on to surprise, we got married and we didn't tell you yet, that is setting it up for happily ever after. So don't play. Now, back to this nonsense. So she's going to get henna done and Summit is going to go buy a cow so they can donate the cow for a blessing. <sighs> and so um, they're going to get married in this temple. They talk about how uh, it's going to be a scaled down wedding uh, because they're going against the astrologer. And Summit talks about how their wedding is gonna is like a bucket of water versus a sea, an ocean or a sea. And that would be the difference of the type of wedding that they're gonna have. Um, Jenny meets with her friend Depali. Um, and Depali does this um Haldi, which I was really interested in learning about, which is um Haldi, Basan, and Kurd. They she puts it on your face and your hands and your feet supposed to like glow create a glow for the bride as well as ward off evil spirits the bride um and this just made jenny happy but also sad because she's missing her daughters and um usually the mendy parties are big parties right it's like your bridal bridal party comes and your your friends come and you all get henna and i love henna by the way you guys you all get the henna and it's like super beautiful and it's such a beautiful, like, if you've never been to an Indian wedding, you guys are truly missing out. They are so very beautiful, extensive and beautiful. Um, and so Jenny tells Dipali that, you know, they're not telling the parents about getting married because they're scared that they're going to cause drama or stop the wedding. And Jenny doesn't truly 100% trust them anyways. Um, so they're going to keep it low key and it's just going to be them. Now, Jenny did this thing to camera that I thought it was so hilarious. She's like, it's my wedding day. I'm getting married. Yay. I was like, oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. So, Summit calls the astrologer because he's still a little worried that they're going against what the astrologer said. Um, astrologer says, hey, no problem. Get married tomorrow and then come see me later and we'll deal with further remedies and we'll fix whatever it is we need to fix um later so she's getting all beautiful and she looked gorgeous you guys she had that flower bun um she looked gorgeous she was being a little bit of a helicopter bride telling the makeup artist oh don't do this don't do this because i'm old and i don't have youthful skin and i don't want to look makeupy and i don't want to look crazy and all this stuff and i was like uh jenny just enjoy the moment they do a beautiful job on her. She gets super emotional um, because she's like, finally, I finally am able to get married. Finally. 
okay, you two. Like, okay. Um, and so she walks in the room. Submit looked handsome himself, and they get they get ready to get married. And I'm gonna show you the first picture of them right there. Now Submit brings up just before they leave how he knows his parents are gonna be angry. Um, but this is what he chose for his life. And so that's what he's going to do. And off they go. Um, now they get to the temple and they're taking off their shoes and they have to feed the Brahmins who are the top priests. Um, and you feed them to expect blessings for your future. And you expect blessings for them because they'll have a full tummy and therefore they'll be happy. And then they bless you and, and all good things happen. Um, and then from there, they start the wedding ceremony. Now, here's the thing. I couldn't understand why Sumit wouldn't explain to Jenny what she had to do before they got to the temple. Sumit knew damn well that she would have to feed these people. And he doesn't tell her or show her, like, at least have, like, a, a dry run-through the night before so that she doesn't look like a fool. Because I got to tell you, if you're so seeped in tradition and, and believing in blessings and believing and not being cursed and doing all the things that you need to do, when Jenny is feeding um, the Brahmins and then Sumit is feeding the Brahmins and then Jenny gets up and she knocks one of the food over of the Brahmins, and then she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. I was like, that's a bad omen. That is an absolutely bad omen. Like, if you if you want to talk about, like, blessings and omens and all the things, then that was not a good sign at all. And even Samit said, like, if had this been way in the past, they would have cursed you and turned you into a different animal. And I was like, hmm. It's really interesting to me. Like, help her, help her, help her on your special day. I, I don't understand this lack of communication where you absolutely are not helping your partner. It's very bizarre. bizarre. And I even said that. Why wouldn't Summit teach Jenny beforehand? So they do that. Now they're going to go do the marriage ceremony. And Jenny's like, oh, can I hug you? And he's like, yeah, there's no hugging or kissing allowed. And I laughed because <laughs> we've heard that before, you guys. We've heard that with uh, Muhammad on his wedding day that, oh, we can't we can't kiss because it's Ramadan. We can't we can't do anything like no. Just thought it was very, very interesting. Um, So they sit down and the Brahmin is like, you know, I, I noticed that there's a huge age difference. But what I also know is that you guys are accepting of each other. And so if you guys are accepting of each other, why should others object? So he goes through with the wedding ritual. He says, love is blind. And because love is blind, we forget age, we forget country, and our hearts will be peaceful and united. He talks about uh, love and unconditional love. Uh, they get up and they do this tie um, tying the scarves together. So Summit's scarf is tied to Jenny's scarf, which means that they're connected 
for life and their souls are connected forever, which I thought was beautiful. Um, and then they do the fire pledge where they had to walk around the fire uh, four times saying that they were committed to each other. And then the seven steps that they had to take before their marriage was official. So I just thought all of that was so very beautiful. Um, Jenny looked, I mean, she looked happy, but you guys, I don't mean to be mean, but when they were doing the steps part, she did look like a little elderly, like Summit needed to help her make those steps. And even walking around the fire, it was like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little like, ah, yeah, but she did look beautiful. They both seem happy. So I wish them all the best. I'm just a little salty that they didn't come clean about already being married, but they're married. We all know they're married. They had a beautiful ceremony. So we'll, we'll give them that. So congratulations again to Jenny and Summit for finally tying the knot. And if you guys thought that that was going to be the end of them, it's not, you will be seeing them unhappily ever after for sure. You will also be seeing Benny and Ari because that storyline is not done. Um, you will see, obviously, Armando and Kenny because they're fan favorites. I don't know about Evelyn and Corey. Um, and then I don't know about Alina and Steven either quite yet. I'm not sure how that whole thing is going to pan out, but I will keep you guys all posted. And we are all caught up, you guys. Thank you so much. The What did she say? The astrologer said not to have a traditional wedding, but I enjoy this one. Jenny looks arthritic. Oh my God, Patty. <laughs> Hi, political troll. You're new. Ari already getting shady and showing signs of finding any excuse to dump Benny. Facts. Those are facts. And Crystal says, I can't do another season of Evelyn and Corey. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're going to do with those those two. But I will as soon as I know, I will definitely let you guys know. Um, but they can sail off into the sunset. I think all of us will just be happy with that, right? Cuz I mean, we're, what more can we learn from them? Happily ever after, we already know is not going to be happily ever after. It's going to be her bitching and complaining to him about how he's not this and he's not that and he's not this and she's not happy with him. So, I mean, do we want another season of her complaining since she's complained for the past like seven years? No, thank you. Like let's, I'm ready for before the 90 days, you guys, that's starting December 12th. I'm excited about the new couples. I think they're going to be a hot friggin' mess and I am here for it because it's like, it's like bizarro world. You, it's like, it's like, I don't even know, but I'm excited about it. So on that note, I will see you guys all tomorrow. We are catching up. Thank you guys so much for being here. Good night, good night, good night. Um, we're catching up tomorrow on the family Chantel, which I cannot wait to talk about you guys. I cannot wait to talk about it. I cannot. I cannot wait to talk about, oh, Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Everything I said about you, Lydia, is so very true. And I can't wait. So good night, y'all. And I will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye for now.